0: Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast on a weekend that couldn't be any better. We've had an international break which nobody cared about, but we've come back and we've come back strong. Now what was the score Andrew? was it seven or eight-nil? Uh, sadly it was only four. Only four. four but it should have been seven or eight, six or seven, shouldn't it? Let's be honest. We absolutely it have been four over half time. Exactly. We played Coventry City, a team very much in the playoff chase. And we went to their place and absolutely got us own back for the FA Cup defeat, didn't we, Ange? We
1: did.
0: And we did. So, without further ado, we'll go into the to the actual events. Now, obviously, we played Coventry, and within six minutes, Jacob Brown proved you wrong again, Ange, with a goal. Uh, I don't know where this is coming from because I, I think, on
1: this podcast, are the only Jacob Brown fan um and to be perfectly honest i thought it was a very well taken goal lovely ball in well taken goal get in the box and uh didn't he look really
0: tough with to himself good goal can't fault it yeah i have worked to his be socks off again worked his socks off again yeah i have to eat a bit of humble pie i was i was a bit harsh because of the norwich results and you know with the missed chances but he took it well. Did he? Brilliant cross into the box. A beautiful ball, really. Premier League standard ball, into the box. Got his rifle behind it, and this time tucked it away. Can't say anything better. And then, on the fortieth minute, just before half time, Tyrese Campbell sent Stoke fans into absolute hysteria with probably the most weird goal of all. He was literally on his own until he then put I it away. Walked no, he wasn't he offside, wasn't... no. No, he wasn't
1: offside. They thought he was, but he certainly
0: wasn't. Beautiful goal again from Campbell. I know he, I know he had all the time What's in the world, literally. What a as well. What a pass. Yes, incredible, this midfielder at the moment, which we'll talk about later in the player ratings. But, come on, Ange, you've got to now be liking Campbell. He, he looks on fire, and he's starting to look confident again for the first time in about two years. I've never not liked
1: Campbell. I think he's the best finisher at the club, but I don't think up until recently he's um he's been as impactful as he could have I mean, he looks very lively now i thought he took his goal really really well um i'm dead chuffed I, I, he's a good finisher we scored the end
0: come on Andrew! it was him. a cracking finish
1: much, yeah it was he looks much fitter and that's that's thanks to uh, all the hard work that he's obviously doing
0: right and then on the 71st minute a man we've both Mainly, you. I will be honest. Have slagged off. Will Smallbone, great little little pass into yeah, the bottom now, corner.
1: We know that you've been drinking something because uh, you wanted Mr. Smallbone um, got rid of. But I thought uh, he was he was excellent. His goal, he passed it into the net. Just think, we we better make the most of it because um, he made very few mistakes. But I don't believe he'll be with us next season. Great passing, great movement.
0: Next. And you're ruining it. You're absolutely ruining it. And you wanted him gone too, Ange. And don't you bloody deny it. <laughs> right. Brilliant finish. Passed into the bottom corner and keep him forever. Now, this is the one which I thought was some of the best build up plays since Mark Hughes' days at the club when we had the likes of Arnautovic and shaqiri the little podgy fella on the right side and hosloo if anyone remembers him whos was literally on fire at the moment of it. Huihuve, hey, mr dyson at it again
1: what a goal you know just show them the ball ride your studs over it go past one man go past another man oh i'll go past the third oh i'll score um i thought it was a great goal he doesn't score easy goals does he the header he scored the other week wasn't easy listen I think he's playing very, very well for us. I hope we can keep him. I thought he was good in defence, which is where he's supposed to be, but offensively he makes such a difference. And um, I tell you, a great technique for the goal. Very happy.
0: Yeah, it was a brilliant finish, Wanted not The pass in, then laid it off back to him and he had a lot to do to so put that on the back of the net, but somehow he did it. I mean, I've, I've got to be honest, who would you put in that higher roll front. Would you put Hoover there or would you put Brown there with the way this lad finishes? He's, he's well, lethal.
1: I'd,
0: I'm not sure with the way he finishes. He, he's incredible when it comes down to putting the ball in the back of the net. This lad's a right back. We've got the championship and the Dutch. Trent Alexander-Arnold on his hand here, haven't we? Hmm, okay. Oh, come on, you're supposed to big it up there, Andrew. Come on, I know you've right. had a bad daughter, we day. We have, we
1: have.
0: We have. Right, now, now we'll go into the, obviously the match stats because everyone wants to hear them. Coventry had 43% possession, we had 52 shots. We had an incredible 26 to their full. how many we had? Yep, yeah, to 15 wow. of theirs. We had 11 on target, which is a drastic improvement from four months ago. To be honest, it's incredible. Fouls, they won this time, and they can have it. They had 11 to our six. Now, when we look at them stats, Ange, what has gone on in the last three months? Well, last two months. A
1: couple of wins, and and it's great confidence. And I think they look a much different team. And a very good team. And it just shows you what confidence can do
0: to a footballer. Well, I mean, look at the recent results. Are, Are we the most... Most valuable team to go and watch now with the way we're playing teams?
1: Um, I think if you're a neutral, you love watching Stoke. If you're a Stoke fan, you love watching them at the moment. Um, I think we're doing really, really well and it's, it's
0: like pinch yourself time, isn't it? it? It's nice. This is the best football I've seen for a long, long, long time. I was still in my 20s last time we played good football like that. I'm now. Coming on forty. So that shows you how bad well it's been. Right, now we come into obviously everybody's favourite part of the show, which is player ratings, and we jump straight in with the rejuvenated and improved Jack Bonham.
1: I have to say, he made two really good saves. Um for all our pressure, he made two great saves. Probably the best I've seen him play for Stoke. Uh one outstanding save you know
0: when he threw his arm up and knocked it over the net yeah uh,
1: thought his ball distribution was a little
0: bit better I'm giving him a 9 a 9 Yeah. I'm not getting that high I can't do it I'll, I'll, I'll give him an 8 I thought he he was a bit nervous wanting the first 10 10 minutes or so but then after that he made a great save and a couple of really important blocks as well you've got to remember he came out and he, he, he commanded his box for the first time in a while yeah i, I do. not they look like different players, Ange. All these ones yeah. that you've been calling crap for months, they, they've completely turned round. And uh, Bonham, he gets he gets an eight, I thought he, he's lurched off the ground as well in the second half to catch that ball when he, he looked like... I mean, I'll be honest, three months ago he wouldn't have done that. No, he wouldn't. There's, there's no question in, in my head. And he looks a different player, but would you still let him go at the end of the season? Yes, yeah, so would I. Right now we move into Sterling. Brilliant. He
1: made one mistake. Um, they couldn't get past him for most of the match. He's getting a nine off me as well.
0: Yeah, an eight from me. Um, covers ground incredibly. Don't he? He's useful with his pace. He doesn't mess about with it when he needs move. He moves. He's got that great ability for, for the first time in a long time, Andrew. I think this is the biggest reason why we're doing so well. We've got two really good, quick wing backs, which is yeah, what yeah. My, which is what Michael O'Neill was praying, crying out for, and so was Nathan Jones. And luckily, Alex Neal's got him in the shape of who, who? Dyson, as we'll call him, and Sterling. Um, I love how he was breaking through. He was the main source of our counterattacks. him and Huyve. They were pushing forward all the time. An incredible ball for the first goal, which took all the pressure out of the game. Yeah. Could we push him to be around the man of the match? Um, I think he is very close. I think he's right up there. Are you eating, Ange?
1: No.
0: Ah, oh, it's okay. I'll let you off then. Right, we're moving to Dyson.
1: to we start with Dyson?
0: Yeah. Well, no. Um, it's,
1: it's, um, you might notice a little theme with my um, marks today. He's getting a nine. I almost gave him a nine and a half because of that goal, but I think it would be really difficult to single out some of the defence. I just think he's really good, both defensively and uh, offensively. So he's getting a nine off me.
0: He's, I know it's going to shock a lot of people. He's getting a nine. He's getting a ten from me. But he's wow. still not getting man of the match. So he's getting seven Oh, it's it's not gonna be off. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go forward and I thought his attacking play yesterday and the way he changed us round. That, I'll be honest, since he's come in and up and running and confident, no one can stop him. He's a player drastically above this level, Ange. He's a Premier League yeah, right but, back.
1: Which makes you wonder if we'll
0: keep him. Well, I mean, I know you're quite negative on it and this, that, and the other chances, which we'll talk about after when we go through every all the lone players. We'll have a quick talk about it before we talk about the ladies, obviously. But the way he was marching forward, they, they couldn't cope with him. It he, he was everything about it was brilliant. I loved how he was getting the fans up and up for it. He's got a great rapport with us straight away, which is crazy when he's a Wolves player, you know. Apart from... It's reminding me. I I was obviously too young for these days, but is there a bit of a link between the fans and Georgie Berry at this point? Um, I think I think
1: he's getting that way.
0: Yes, because I mean, if he joins permanent, I can see this lad being a real legend. I really can. Because uh, the, the one way... thing that comes over is that he feels that he's loved at
1: this football club, and for whatever reason, he doesn't feel loved elsewhere. So, um. Look, I I like him. I, I've interviewed him. He was a very very
0: um, nice, pleasant bloke. I've got nothing but good to say about him. So you've interviewed him, man. So does he cr- no. come across as what Wolves have said, like the well not what no, Wolves people but have said? No,
1: each
0: time I've interviewed him, Stoke have won or he's scored. So you're not going to come across as a prat, are you? Then? Well, you, you never know. He might. you might. I mean, it, a lot of a lot of players get judged from Holland because they are an arrogant race, aren't they? Do literally come across arrogant it's it's similar with south africans as well isn't it where they they just come across arrogant because of what they say but i think this lad we need signing man we've got to get this lad in we there's three players well four probably five actually that we've got to make permanent signings and he's for me the most important because i can see a georgie berry in him i can see a new legend songs being sang about him and and being a real fan favorite at this i know it's early and i'm probably doing what what a lot of people were doing last season with Louis Spakey, the lad that everyone's forgot about, but absolutely brilliant. Right, now we move on to another fantastic performance at right centre back, Ben Wilmot. Yeah, um, I, I felt Ben Wilmot had gone a bit off the pace in the last couple of
1: matches, but I thought he was absolutely brilliant yesterday.
0: But he was he was at right, right centre back where we've been talking I about. Him.
1: Played so well. He went on one marauding run, which was probably a bit too much. But he had a header cleared off the line.
0: If you think about it, um, I thought he was excellent, and he's getting a nine off me. Yep, yeah, a nine for me as well. I thought he was absolutely fantastic yesterday. He was unlucky, very unlucky on two occasions. Score. I liked his aggression. I like when he put he can march these players onto his right hand side and he's got Hoever that can come back and cover because of the pace he's got I yeah. can't I can't believe he, he was He was also helping Jagielka with the stuff he couldn't do, it was a real top performance from Wilmot yesterday I, I know you've been a bit harsh and critic to him at times but I thought he was really good yesterday, I think he was our best defender in my opinion because he did everything as well as as well as the defensive duties Right now, captain, for the eight hundredth appearance of his career—a of bit of a short career, in but Phil Jagielka.
1: I thought Jagielka was really, really good. I thought he played really well. When you think he's forty, and he still commands the respect, but also the the part of the field. Um, I, I, I thought it was outstanding, and he's getting a nine as well.
0: Yeah, he gets a 9 for me. The way he played yesterday, it was like a teenager was running on the pitch, I've got to be honest. He looked he looked, a man way younger than what he is. Um, and what an achievement that is, 800 appearances as a professional player. It's fantastic, isn't it, that, to be honest. Oh, that's um, great. It's great to see it at Stoke as well, because let's be honest, it's going to be very hard for him to get to 900, 900 appearances. Won't but, you keep him on? Um, with the performances I've seen over the recent couple of months, and if we can get the players around him, I'd give him another year. Yeah, I'll be okay. honest, I would give him another year. Um, we're obviously not first choice because I'm, I'm hopefully we're going to get a younger, better version coming in as first choice. But I'd give him a, I'd give him a one-year deal with contracting that as well as coaches, so he's he's playing and coaching and moving away from football. If you know what I mean, giving him that. Learning curve because you, know, you never know, he's, he's been a great player. He could be a, a good coach or even future manager, we don't know. But yesterday was brilliant, and hats off to him. Now we move into even more top players, and we go into a player that for me is second most vital to sign, Ben Pearson. Well, Beers, Pearson was outstanding. He's now
1: managing to foul people and make it not look like a foul, which is a, an art in itself. But when he's on the pitch, and when he's on song, everybody plays better. I think he's one of the main reasons why we've improved. You know, we haven't replaced and I think he's the and type replacement,
0: and he's getting a 9-2. Um, I'll be honest, I'm going to go in with a 9 as well. Uh, no, to be honest, Andrew, I'm going to go in with another 10. Wow. I thought he was the main man yesterday. I thought everything went through him. He threaded the game. He got back and supported the defence on three occasions, oh. including stopping um, a breakaway from Coventry. And when, obviously, Sterling did make that mistake where they managed to break him from the right, he was in the box, which made a big difference to how he wasted the chance. Um, I think his defensive work at the dark arts, as we should call it, of knocking people out of the way is something that we've been crying out for for a long time. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, breaking up the play
0: yeah. and doing it, taking one for the team. He, he's what he's got. What Jordan Thompson hasn't got, Andy, which is the ability to knock him about. <laughs> should yeah. say, and but it, he doesn't just have that ability. He has that ability to knit the game. He's a good little passer, and yeah. it, it relaxes the other midfield because this is what Joe Allen should have been, but never was. Right. And Ben Pearson, hats off, brilliant signing and. It's, it's not only saved us we've got a little chance of playoffs here because of, these, because of these players that have come in and absolutely fantastic so a 10 from me and then we go into another brilliant performance Will Smallbone I
1: thought he was brilliant made very few mistakes um, took his goal really well passed it round the keeper his passing and movement are really good he should have had two goals actually if you think about the chance he missed he's getting a 9 from me too
0: uh, a nine for me. Um, a lot of hard work yesterday. Yesterday, a lot of a lot of hard work. I'll be brutally honest. And I thought he linked up really well with Nick Powell. Um, I, th- I think I think they gave him a bit even more of a license to break through when he needed to. He was tenacious. His pass work was great. I thought he took his chance like a real pro because he has been. Whenever he hits it fully, he seems to waste it. But when he sort of passes it or or takes his time he seems to hit the back of the net he's he's for me at this moment in time i'm going to go as the most improved player i've seen for a long time because at the start of the season i wanted him gone i thought what a waste what have we brought in here he's not yeah, he's ready But but he's, he's gone from being a two rated for the season to probably an eight or a nine and he, yeah Absolutely fantastic. He's, he was a, he's a proper attacking force as well. Knitted so well with Plattier Powers. have said. Brilliant. Got to keep it going. Right. Now, this is my man of the match. I don't know if you agree. But I'm going in with Josh Laurent. And he's getting... I
1: thought Josh Laurent was, was everywhere on the pitch. Um, I think since he's become the captain, he's been outstanding. I don't think you could fault him, really. He just um he just was really really good uh, just everything he does is is excellent and for that
0: reason he's my man of the match at nine and a half nine and a half he's, get, he's getting a, he's getting a 12 from me and the highest highest i've given for, since i've done the podcast now i know before people jump down my throat that has something real dross in that time i've got to be honest but a 12 for me because this does go to 20, so, well, you can go up to as much as you want, give him 100 if you want, but for me, I thought Laurent was the complete midfielder yesterday. He did everything. He never stopped. He controlled defensive work whenever the ball was against us. He pushed the ball forward. Everything went through him attack-wise. He was a true, true and Zonzi-style player for me, and I think we finally, after all these years... I think we've finally got our new Steven Zonzi and Josh Laurent. He was, he's that good with the ball. Yeah, yeah. Just pure class. I mean, he was a lucky not score. Defensively, broke up Coventry every time they tried to get going. He's got strength. He's powerful. I mean, I can't speak any higher of this, lad. his performance yesterday was spellbinding because the at the end of the day there were so many good performances, I can't really knock anyone really. Normally it's bottom, but he was brilliant yesterday. So, well done to the management team but I'm going in with Laurent I mean, I thought he was man of the match without question and then oh, are changing his name now? he's not Laurent anymore he's Laurent Laurent, or Laurent or, as he was called on Radio Stoke not long ago but uh, we, Josh Laurent, let's give him his proper name the French okay. Bristol man right, now we move in to Nick Powell right, well considering it was his first game
1: back I thought if you had to pick a player that was the weakest player for us, I would have picked him, but his movement's really good, you know. Uh, And I thought he linked up some play well, so he's getting the worst part for me. Um, He's getting the mark of eight.
0: Um, Yeah, he gets an eight from me, but for me, and I'll be brutally honest, he was the reason we won 4-0. He didn't do a lot, but his movement... Ripped Coventry apart. He had little bursts of speed that broke through through the defence. And he made players like the centre-backs... I don't know their names, obviously... Because we haven't been in the Championship long enough... And we know them fully. But every time he did a darting run... He was carrying players with him. And it was opening space all over the place. And we were attacking it every time. Because there's no, no mystery... Why we went and had 26 shots against Coventry. Where the last game we had 14... He broke the play up and because he broke the play up, he got his results and we broke through and we scored the goal. So Nick Powell for me does get an eight, didn't really do an awful lot for me, but I think what he did do helped us a lot. Right, now we move into Jacob Brown.
1: Brown was uh his normal hardworking self, did
0: everything as well as he could, scored the goal that set us on the way, and he's getting a nine-two. uh yeah, I'll I'll go over solid nine this week before we get lynched after we comments last time against Norwich. Um, I thought he did well, never give up. He finally took took his chance, probably probably took the harder one, which is Jacob Brown and over, I know it's a twenty-five-yard screamer, but this pat this tap in, I'll I'll put straight at the goalkeeper. He is frustrated in that way when we talk about our uh, striking. I mean here's a simple one for you that someone asked me the other day, where would you believe would you think Stoke would keep Jacob Brown if we did get promoted to the Premier League? Yes. Why would you think that, Abs? Because we know how wasteful hard, he can be.
1: It's a hard working player that you need a player like that in
0: your squad. Against top teams? Yeah, I do. It's, so that chance of in the second half when he hit straight at the goalkeeper. Imagine that's nil nil. I would nail. have him in my squad.
1: You what? ask me a question, I would have him in my squad.
0: Yes, I get that, but I'm asking questions around it to see what mentality. But anyway, I'll I'll leave it there. i shall. I was trying to be. I was trying to be. <laughs> that's been Michael Parkinson's career over now. That isn't <laughs> it. Right I, 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 I haven't even perfected my Yorkshire accent as well But I thought, yeah, Brown played well with are damned hard And to be fair, we, we know what he brings he, He's like a poor man's Walters, and that's why we like him Right, confidence And he's got a smile on his face Took another chance Tyrese Campbell Yeah, what a good goal He took it well Everybody was screaming he
1: was offside But he wasn't offside Um I'm
0: going to give him a 9-2. A 9 as well. I'm going to go with a 9 as well. I think Campbell's back to his not ultimate best yet because, you know, we, we, if we, once he starts scoring braces and really starting to turn teams over, then I'll say Campbell's completely back. But took his chance well, big smile on his face, wound it up the Coventry fans all game. Um, And the confidence is back with him. The confidence is there with him again, which is what we've been missing with him. I think since he's had his injury, we've been rubbish. Let's be honest, under Michael O'Neill, but since Alex Neil's come in and finally got what he wants to implement implemented, we're looking like we're looking like a team that could go up. I've got, I've got to be honest. I think, I think if this run started three games earlier, we'd finish in the playoffs by the end of the season. That's that's just my opinion. But Campbell, absolutely fantastic and. Yeah, gets a nine from me. Right, we're going to the substitutes. Foxer Powell on the 78th minute.
1: I think it would be very, very hard uh, not to give every player that played for Stoke um, top marks. But he came on, we went three at the back, he did what he had to do. Uh, I'm giving him an eight. An eight? Yeah. An
0: eight? Jeez, that's the highest substitute score ever, Angie. And are you sure you're going to give that to Morgan Fox? Do you want to yes, change it? I am. Right, I'm going in with a six. Because oh. he did, he, I can't give anything more than that. You only had, what, 12 minutes on the pitch? Um, he, but yeah, decent Now came in, settled in, left centre-back. We know he, like, he can do that role. And didn't have any issue. By that point, Coventry, I think, had given up. So, yeah, fantastic. And Thompson came on for Pearson at the same time, the 78th minute, but this time we didn't concede, Ange. He's been proving...
1: Um, he's
0: another one that gives his all, and he's getting an eight off me as well. And another eight? Oh, my God. I, I mean, it's like he scored an at-trick But, yeah, I'll go on with another six. He tried late on to make it five, didn't he? Had that little shot yeah. in the last couple of minutes, tipped over the bar. I... Do like Thompson? I don't know if he's good enough. If we've got money, but I, I, I can't, I can't argue with his left foot, and I can't argue against his, his work rate and he's got a great attitude. And he played, he got man of the match, didn't he, for Northern Ireland in midweek? He did. So you know we've got a star of the making here, and the one I didn't want to see come on again because it's, it's starting to become a token sub. Do you feel the same, Louis Baker, eighty-third minute?
1: Um I thought it was an odd time to bring him
0: on. Uh, he looked really fed up on the bench, I thought, when there were three on up and nothing
1: happened. Um he did a lot of
0: running round and I'm going to give him an eight as well. An eight? Yeah. Come on, Ange, I can't lower than an eight today. I cannot have that with Lewis Baker. He, he we 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 know it full well we don't like him. Come on. No, you don't like him. I like him. Uh, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so basically, another late cameo. Um, came off the bench. He gets a six. I'll give him, which is quite generous, Ange, because I don't like the lad. No, but um, no, no. I, I'll give him a six. He, he didn't really do an awful lot, Ange. I thought he actually weakened us. I thought Coventry sort of got a foothold in the game at that point. Well, not a foothold, but they, they, we weren't we weren't ripping them apart like we were before where we and when Baker came on. I don't know. I if mean,
1: I... why you've sorta of classed it as a we now. You you make your own opinions now, just speak for yourself.
0: Oh, oh, you'll be a like that now or you have know, I can tell you what you've I know there's been a bad result today, but this mood that keeps going on. Oh, well,
1: because I... I, I think you're very changeable with who you like and don't like. You change well, I won't say how you change, but you change a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Baker, since Baker's been dropped, what's happened? Yeah, everybody knows I'm right. Right, another sub was Sterling for timing. No, I think he should have scored with his right foot shot. That he had. Do you remember when he cut in
1: and he
0: had a shot? Yeah, yeah, it was good to um, move. Actually, he didn't. Have,
1: at what time was it? He came on.
0: Uh, same time as Baker, for 83rd minute. Yeah, well then I'll give him the same mark as Baker because he ran a lot eight oh my god i can't stand what's happening here i'm just gonna five no you can have a six as well to be fair um but the clear level of ability when time and came on for sterling starts understanding why the last two seasons we've been in all pleasant terms shit yeah well I, i don't think i don't
1: think at times we've been that good but uh, look,
0: we've got, we've got better where we are. We're, we're more than better at, I think we're the best team in the league where we're playing at the moment and timing, I thought did well when he did have his shots, he, he did run around a lot of his mouth open again, but I don't slag anybody off today, so that'll be the end of this. Now the forgotten sub, now this lad, we thought we'd never see again, didn't we Ange? Bertrand, Selena.
1: That's the one. Um, I thought he did a couple of dribbles nicely and
0: I thought he did a couple
1: of runs, Uh go anywhere
0: did they? They didn't no. get anywhere. But because
1: because we won so well
0: and played so well, guess what Marky's getting? Let me guess a hundred and nine. No, eight. An eight? Oh God. Yeah. Um a six. No, no, actually I'm gonna be honest with you a five. I thought Chelina was Oh, I think that's harsh. Uh, no, I'm, I'll, no, no I'm sticking with it he's rubbish I've, I've got to be honest I don't get why we signed him um, I, he, Yeah, he, he moved in alright he had a couple of shots which were both straight at the man in front of him I'll be honest um, I think the quicker we can uh, to be honest I'd cut his loan now if it was me um, I, I don't see the point to be honest but I'm not bringing down on negative notes we move into the referee rating. we'll make this quick because we're not going negative today. I didn't, think,
1: I didn't think he was great. Uh, he made some mistakes, but they weren't
0: dreadful mistakes. 7 uh, I'm going to go on with an 8, because I thought he was a little bit biased towards us. To be honest, Andrew. and um, is, that, is that why you give him an 8? That's why he's getting an 8. Uh, I can't give him anything more than that. I mean, I did give that one, remember... Remember, was it Bristol City at home at the start of the season? I think that yeah, I think he I got a 10 because he was the most biased yeah. Doors I've ever seen. But this time, yeah, he goes into that. Right, um, now we go into the overall performance. What are you going in with, Ange? Oh, for me, it's
1: got
0: to be a 9.5. A, a 9.5. I'm going in with a 10. I think that's probably one of the solid... For me, that's probably one of the best performances I've seen since we've dropped. It's gotta be in my top three. And do you want me to tell you who's who was the manager of all three of those top performances, Ange? Who? Alex Neil. Now we're going with his rating. Nine and off. Nine off. he's getting a twelve from me. This man has completely changed my opinion, Ange. I was at I was at one one point I was going, I don't really want him, I don't really I'm not getting really fussed. Gone
1: your words, Ian. Yeah. Getting gone with your words, Ian. Getting gone with your words.
0: I yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Sometimes I, I do get a little bit flustered in the in the moment, especially when we do a Saturday one. But after what I've seen recently and in, in the performances, and the, in the vast improvement over the last two three months, it's been outstanding. Hasn't it Andrew, we've got to sit here and be honest. It's been brilliant, hasn't it the last yeah. couple of yeah. months. We, we, I feel I feel like I can't wait for Stoke to play again. I haven't had that feeling for about seven years, Ange, I've got to be honest.
1: No.
0: I mean, how are your feelings towards the games now? Has it, has it changed? the Everybody's talking about Stoke again. Isn't I that great? I am excited
1: about watching the games. I am very excited. I'm sad that we couldn't get this run together um, a little bit quicker, but I'm excited and that's all that matters.
0: I know it's it's incredible, isn't it, the turnaround that's that's happened over the last three things. It, but who we're going to put this down to is it Alex Neal or is it the January signings? What do you think's turned this round?
1: I think a lot is to do with Pearson. A lot is. I think you have to say it's the January si- si- signings. I think that's been the big difference.
0: Well, that's what we're going to move into next. Um, Right, now let's have a look at the players that are there. Now Sarkic, that isn't going to work out anyway because he's going to go back and I've got a feeling we're going to have all the irons in the fire for a goalkeeper. A player I've heard, this is what I've heard, Van de Witt from somewhere in Belgium, I think he's standardly aged. Very highly rated young goalkeeper. Can you shed any light on that from what you've heard? No. That's a no. No, so, I would,
1: not safe. Oh... Honestly, nothing
0: about this. No, oh, that's got to be a bit. To be honest, I, I don't put
1: much store in um in in things at this time of year because I think you can get sidelined and, and hope that something's gonna happen and then it
0: doesn't. Well, yeah, I know what you mean, and it's it is a shame. So Sarkitch one won't be happening, but then we look at the other signings. Now Sterling and Hoivy. What do we? What do you think? I've got a feeling we could get both, but it's going to cost, isn't it? What do you think will happen with these two?
1: I think however, is this probably more likely. Uh, I would, I would like them both, but again, I think you just try. There's so many imponderables at this time of year where people can come in uh, and and pinch somebody because they've seen them play well for you. Uh, so.
0: For me, uh, I'd like to see us get both of them. I think these are the most key signings we could make, isn't it? Really, because because yes. I think yeah. we, I personally believe that we could live without Ben Pearson. I know he's been amazing, but I think we could, I think we could live without him as long as we've got good wing backs. Like yeah, <laughs> that that's the place. Cause for me, as soon as timing came on for Sterling. There was a big difference in the way we played. We, we looked lethargic, we looked slow. The build-up was slow. But when Sterling and Hoever are in full flow and going, we looked like we could destroy Man United at times, the way that we attack. And for me, I think they're both young players. Sterling, I think, will cost. But I think Sterling, he knows he's got no future at Chelsea. I think a £5-6 million pound, we could get him. Well, then it all yeah. it falls on how much the club's willing to spend and go for it next season, do not it? So, I think Hoever will come because he's he's from everything I've read and heard. He's been he's bridges at Wolves, but Wolves ears have been risen by how well he's been playing for Stoke. So they might go three, four, five million for him. Um, but I think if we if we got both of them for twelve million, I'd say that's amazing business, wouldn't you? Absolutely. It would be for me, and that's how it goes. Right, Ben Pearson. I don't think this would happen if Bournemouth drop. If Bournemouth drop, I think we won't get him. But I think if they stay up, I think we could get him quite cheap, to be honest. What are your thoughts? Right.
1: I, I think of all the ones that we might get, he's the nearest to nailed on. And that doesn't
0: mean anything, but I think he's the most likely for us to get. Why do you think that? I I, I believe he's the the hardest one to get because Palmer could drop.
1: Um. I just think I think he wants to come to Stoke.
0: Is that do you reckon, Neil or Stoke?
1: I think he wants to come to Stoke for both reasons.
0: It's positive talk, is it? Right. Yeah. I, I I I just believe that if Bournemouth drop and he's got two years left on his deal, I can't I can't see them going. All right, we'll let you go to a rival because we're going to be around because the way we're playing now, teams are going to fear us next season, aren't they? So they're going to be a bit iffy of selling to a rival. Um, then we move into Laurent. Do you reckon it's time for him to get a massive new deal? I think Laurent will stay at Stoke. I uh, don't
1: think there's any danger of that. Um, I don't think Stoke are going to give massive deals to, to many people in the short term. I think they'll just try and keep going, gradually, gradually, getting better and better. So um, I think he'll be uh, at Stoke for a while. I think he will get another deal.
0: Well All right, so Baker, what do you see his future on Baker? Now, I'm going to stay out of this because I don't want to go negative. So what do you think the club should do with Louis Baker? Personally, think you should keep him. Why is that, and Why? Because I
1: think
0: he's he, he's um he's a decent player, but he's going through
1: a bad spell. It's has been season, Andre. <laughs> no, it's
0: a long bad spell. <laughs> <laughs> Having a long bad spell. I can remember this with him, Ossoli, where he had a bad spell for five years. Once, you, you know, <laughs> sometimes it takes a bit of a niff to get get it shifted. I, I know what you mean. Right, now, who else have I missed, loan-wise? Um, Cellini. Would you take him? No. No, I wouldn't either. Definitely not. And who else is there that I might have missed? Out of
1: the
0: ones you've got? Uh Sarkic? Uh, no. I think we can get better, to be honest. Especially, if we've got a bit of money. With this, I mean, like I said, I've heard Van Voet, I've heard a lot. And what about this news about Aaron Ramsey, maybe signing at the end of the season?
1: Um she's all
0: new to me I didn't know that either no it was an April Fool's well played bear pit I've had to bring it up because it got me mate Viper remember Viper Ange who works at my yeah. place gets to mention yeah. every so often he's he's actually happy Ange it's quite unnerving it is quite right. unnerving did you see the one about Axel Twanzaby joining oh that's yes, the I'm one now this is the one because I forgot because he didn't play and I'm excitable today what do you reckon to this one then because <clears throat> you said last time, absolutely no chance Ian. Come on. So what? Are you, are you changing your mind a bit on Alex Tuanzebe Joining Stoke.
1: Not, not
0: a chance. Why? Why? Come on! It's even been talked about now that he might be coming on a free not transfer. A chance. You, do
1: you honestly think that a player that good is going to come to Stoke when another champion uh, Premier League club will be after?
0: I mean, who wants to play for Brentford in the Premier League when you can play for... Well,
1: it's, it depends what your ambitions are. If you want to play Championship and maybe get up, or play Premier League that's already up. But I, you, I, just think, you, I just think it's... Um, I just believe that he will go elsewhere, sadly.
0: Well, the rumours were there, though, and so, you know, without smoke, no fire, isn't there, let's be honest. Yeah, correct. Right, so so according to Ange, no one's coming, um, so let's go into the ladies, now let's let everybody hold a breath, and I hope people did turn up, did people turn up Ange?
1: You didn't.
0: Well I couldn't, I was at work to be fair. <laughs> you were at work
1: until two o'clock, we kicked off at two
0: o'clock. You kicked, what, the game kicked off at two o'clock? Yes. Where was I at two o'clock Ange? Well you were leaving work, you probably skyped off earlier. <laughs> Well, I know I've got a new quick car, but it's not lightning quick. <laughs> I can't instantly go somewhere else. Especially when I work in Congleton, a long way away from the ground. But anyway, I'm not getting tit for tap with you.
1: Right, well, okay, let me let me just go for it then. Um, the women played today. Uh, there was a crowd of 1,562, which I thought was really good, uh, at the Bet365 Stadium. Um I'm sort of trying to tell you all the good things first.
0: I've noticed, I've noticed, because then I know the results, obviously.
1: We played them off the pitch first off. I I know it sounds like I'm just making this up.
0: You sounded like Orson Bengi.
1: No, never ever. (laughs) Play them off off the pitch like you wouldn't believe. And ended up going in 2-1 down. Luckily... We, we gifted them a goal. second one was a cracker. They gifted us a goal to get us back in it. And then it was all one-way traffic and then they break away and score to make it 3-1. And then with two minutes to go, uh, our skipper scores to make it 3-2 and they held stood tall against us for the last couple of minutes and they won 3-2. Um, if I say to you that they don't know how they went in ahead at half time. I think that's a fair reflection, but we did. Um, and that's, I'm afraid, it finished up. So they scored after 28 minutes. Rosie Embley scored with a, a, a really good header. Um, the second one was a shot that hit the crossbar and went over the line, which was really disappointing for us. Um, but we lost 3-2. The, the, the positive side of the whole thing was um, it was a really entertaining game. I think everybody enjoyed it. Um, and when you look at how many people came and watched the game, um, it's, it's a credit to the football club that it was... Um, that it, that it happened because it, it was a Sunday it was a lovely day I think more people will come and watch them again in the future uh, because of, it was a, as I say a really entertaining game but if you're on my side of the world like part of the women's team um, and then you see us lose you don't care how, how entertaining it is for the other people it's uh, it's disappointing that, that we lost so the second goal for, for West Bron was an absolute rocket shot into the top corner um, to make it 2-0. As I say, then um, they gifted us one back with their own goal, although it was a brilliant cross, um, and we we fought and fought and fought after that. And then, just like typical Stoke like the men, what happens when somebody signs for a club? First time they play for them, they score against us, well, that's what happened to us. Um, they scored a, a goal, a girl on the debut, and then... On 88 minutes from a corner, Meg Bowyer scored and we kept pushing and pushing and pushing uh, into the six minutes of injury time, Uh, but unfortunately it wasn't enough. And I'm gutted. Completely and utterly gutted.
0: Yeah, you you sound gutted, Andrew. I am
1: gutted. There's no way I can dress it up. However, we play in the County Cup final on Tuesday um, against Starbridge and uh, we have to win that.
0: Oh, well, we
1: have so to win that. that. There's no so question. that's what I'm saying. We have to win that. But Kelsey Richardson got our player of the match. Um, and it was a bittersweet for her too, because she'd rather us not had a player of the match and just carried on. Um, and, and and won, but we didn't. So there we go. We're, we're disappointed.
0: Uh, do, do any of the girls, well, girls, ladies, women, whatever you want to say, um, do any of them to the podcast? They do. They
1: all listen to the podcast. They do? Uh, they do. They no. all listen to the podcast. Not by
0: choice, I might add. Oh, you're it on uh, on purpose. Well, I, on,
1: I, I'd say if you're naughty, you have to listen to the podcast. And that's what they do.
0: Well, there's no need for that, Ange, because now if people have listened to the end, they're thinking, oh, God, it must be horrible every week. So, if it... you listen to the
1: podcast, and one of the big comments they make is... Yeah. why don't you spend more time on the women Ian as they say to me because we are far more entertaining than men we score more goals normally which we haven't for the last couple of weeks and why don't you come and watch a game is what they say
0: it, this sounds like this is you Andrew <laughs> I've got... well
1: maybe I'd prime them to say these things <laughs> but honestly we are, we are really appreciative of the sport and, and I think a lot of people understood today that women can play football too
0: yes they can, they can do, women can do anything a man can do we all know that apart from well, no, it's pretty much everything, isn't it? But the, the thing what it's disappointed me about the all day, Andrew, is that it was a great advertisement. How many turned up on the day at the Bet365?
1: 1,562.
0: See, that's incredible. So, for me, I mean, it's a shame that we lost, because, I mean, if we got a great win, like, I think last time I went, we won 7-1. Now, it, but there's only about five 600 people there. So, if we can advertise it more so that we could start playing at that ground more often? Like maybe, is there there any news of maybe we can play there when Stoke are away?
1: It would be quite nice to do that, but what I have to say is that those people that came today, um, we'd love to see them at Stafford where we play in the County Cup on Tuesday. And also, uh, we talk about people coming a long way to watch football. Two fans came from Portsmouth today. Two Stoke fans drove up from Portsmouth to watch the women play, and were delighted when they got their autographs. So I just like to say to those people, thanks so much. Because to come up from Portsmouth anyway to watch the men's a long way. To watch the women, I know it's the same distance, but it's not the same incentive yet. But I thought that was that was brilliant.
0: Yeah, that's an incredible achievement that is to come from Portsmouth just to watch the men's. Never mind the women's. It's crazy. Isn't it? It's how how people can do stuff like that. What a way come. But, like I say, it's great to and have 4000 you 5, are
1: in Congleton, and you couldn't
0: be bothered to come. Well, yeah, because I was earning my crust, Ange. And if I didn't hear my crust, there'd be no podcast at all. And if they moan again about, you know, not having enough airtime, we're the only ones, and proud of it, Ange, that only do talk about the ladies' team, aren't we? Um, I
1: think we probably talk about it more than most, but that's because... Sometimes I won't
0: shut up about it. So yeah, you do um, sort of take over. Andrews.
1: I did talk about it a lot, but we have to look forward now. We've got a match on Friday. Ian. What's that? Stoke have got a match. Women play on Tuesday in County Cup final. yeah and men's team play on Friday.
0: And who have we got for people who don't oh know? Oh my
1: goodness!
0: The people Bristol. who don't know, Bristol. It's
1: Bristol.
0: City. What a sh- what a good night to go Bristol. That is though, is it? I know that's it. what I'm gutted about because would have gone if it was in Bristol, can <laughs> would be straight down there Friday night in Bristol. Um, yes. But with a home, what do yes. we? What are your feelings on this one? Uh, what are
1: my feelings? I think we'll
0: win. I truly do. I, I, honestly, I've looked through the final few games of the season, which we'll obviously cover at the end of each podcast. But I can't see us dropping many points, Ange. I've, I've got know. with the way we're playing. Unless there's a drastic injury or something but really major happens. I can't see us dropping many points. I think we'll thump Bristol City. I've got to be honest, they're they're not a great team. Their best players are a retired environment Um I think we'll win 3 right. 0. What's your prediction? I
1: think
0: we'll win two one. You say that every week, aren't you? It's always two one. I know I we... don't say it every week. I've said
1: it we'd lose sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, two one. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's another one done. We're obviously going to be playing Friday, so we might have a Saturday one this week. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it how it all transpires. Yeah, have a one. yeah we'll see how it transpires, Ange. That I'm means out. no, because well, you'll be down the pub. I'll be working. Probably, <laughs> I don't have time at the pub. Ange, I'll be bringing the i have been working again tomorrow. But um yeah, that's another one done, Ange.